<laughs> I'm not camera shy. Hello, everybody out there. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the first episode of Sip and Share. Really excited to uh, put this out there into Manistee and to, uh, to share this with everybody. Today, I have Dan Bathrick with me, uh, owner of Snyder Shoes, uh, both here and in Ludington. Dan's been a member of the community for how long? Moved here in 1982. Moved here in 1982, four years after I was born. <laughs> what Sip and Share is, is an opportunity for me to sit down and speak to friends, business owners, people that I think are really um, putting an impact on the local community. I want to spotlight them. I want to spotlight their business. If they do own a business, um, I want to have them talk about what they're doing uh, to impact Manistee and why they do what they do. So Dan, if you could just briefly maybe give us an, a brief history of not just Snyder Shoes, but you coming to Manistee in 1982 and what, what drew you to Manistee? Oh, I'd be happy to. First thing I got to do though is say welcome to Manistee, welcome to River Street specifically. <laughs> it's awesome to have you down here. Thank We're you. really uh, blessed to have a vibrant business on the corner of Maplewood River. So. Cheers to that, right? Cheers. As you would say. Um, but uh, I'm glad you invited me this morning so we can chat a little bit. Um, moved here in 1982, out of college, and uh, took a job at the shoe store just to hold me over till I found something better. And that was uh, 36 years ago. I'm still looking for that something better job, but I've loved every minute really, really enjoyed being a part of the community and hopefully people think that we've given back a little bit over time too by providing the service and being here and, and donating back to the community. But mostly I just love being around, love being with people and uh, I love shoes. So once I got it in my blood, it, it was over. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't leaving and uh, Manistee's pretty cool. So. Manistee is pretty cool. Yeah, cheers to that. Bottoms up. And bottoms up. Well, I like where you went with that there. Um, you know, you, you moved to Manistee, you got a job at a shoe store. Um, you fell in love with the town, the people, the, the business that you were in. Um, you know, just to kind of speak to, speak to that a little bit, one of the things that Betsy and I always dreamed of wasn't necessarily just being an entrepreneur or opening up our own business. Um, we love the community, we love Manistee, and uh, one, of the, one of the points that we talked about long before purchasing this property or um, you know, moving forward with the business, because we're not gonna be millionaires selling booze. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, but our driving point was to do something, not only for ourselves, but for the community, uh, to help grow Manistee, the town that we love, and that is our, our why, so to speak, um, our reason for doing what we do. We want to provide a, a fun, exciting work environment that helps cultivate uh, jobs for the community, but also helps grow the community. Um, so I, I think if you could briefly speak to your why and the reason why you not only stayed in the shoe business, but decided to purchase Snyder's. Oh boy, it's a loaded question. Um, you know. I didn't have that, maybe that big vision, you know, that I'm going to maybe, I don't know, make a difference. Uh, it wasn't that at all for me. Um, 
for 20 some years I would get up at nine, I would be at work at nine in the morning and I never hated a second of it. I didn't get up in the morning and say, oh crap, I gotta go to work. Right. And so for me, the job itself fit me. Uh, maybe I fit the job, whatever, but I always loved bull pooping, bullshitting. And so that's what I, that's what I did all day long is just had a good time on the sales floor with other people and uh, it blessed me immeasurably. So for selfish reasons, to some degree, I stayed there because it was just something that was in my heart. It was something that I loved, loved, loved to do. Um, and I gotta give credit to my, uh, my former bosses, Jim and Susie Snyder. Uh, I worked more with Jim in the Manistee store and uh, Jim encouraged me to join the JCs too. And that was really, a a big thing for me. Um, I learned how to lead a little bit, um, or at least not not plow through as blindlessly as I would have. So, and, and it just evolved over time, and Jim got to an age and stage in his life where he wanted to walk away, get out of it, and so it seemed like, you know, the, the evolution to change ownership just it transpired. Um, up until maybe a year before I did it, I still wasn't sure I was even going to do that, you know. But even through all that time, um, I think Snyder Shoes always tried to be an integral part of the community. I think Jim always wanted to give back to the community. He really tried hard to provide that service and then give back because the cool thing about Manistee is it's a very giving community. It really is. Sometimes people are rough on Manistee, you know, and think it's a tough town. It's not. It's it's got a it's got a huge heart. Yeah. And he he just gave back. He always gave back. And uh, so I've just more than anything else tried to do that. Um, worked a lot of hours. Burned a lot of burned a lot on both ends, as we might say. You know, burned the candle at both ends. And I see you doing that right now too, in your job. But it's how you get there, Jim. It's, it's how you get it's there. It's how you get there, yep. so, yeah. But one of the things I wanted to, to talk about is, as a kid. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> as a kid, growing up in Manistee, going to Manistee High, um, one of the places that we made sure we always went to was Snyder Shoes for all of our all of our athletic shoes, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, or soccer. Soccer now is becoming a big thing. Sure. Um, I can remember coming into the store and wanting to see you. Um, you know, be, to speak to your passion, uh, for your love for what you do, I mean, it really came out. I mean, I was always excited. I, you know, not, not that I didn't want to see anybody else at Snyder's, but when I went to Snyder's Shoes, I wanted Dan to help me pick up my shoes. I wanted you to help me try them on. I wanted you to explain them to me um, because you excited me as a consumer. Sure. And, and you always have. Uh, and I think that translates into the people that uh, work with you and your teammates over there. You, you have some team members at both stores that have some pretty remarkable longevity in a, in a job that, I mean, quite frankly, lacks some luster. Um, and, and I think that's important to talk about, that um, you've cultivated a business and you've cultivated a shoe selection that is um, something that your consumers want. Right. 
Um, you've, you've cultivated an atmosphere that's exciting when you walk in. The doors are always open. When you walk in, everybody says hello. Everybody's genuinely happy to see you. And I think that speaks to you as not only a business owner, as a salesperson, as a community member, but you're genuine. And your staff, your teammates are, um, are genuine. And I think you should know that that's reflection on you. Um, when I looked at doing this thing, um, you know, and this is, this is absolutely 100% true. Betsy and I sat down and said, well, what are other businesses doing in town that are making them so successful? Because every day, at least every day in the summer, uh, we had customer after customer after customer walking in the door saying, number one, the store looks amazing. Number two, we're happy to have something in this building. But the third thing was always, we hope you can last. You know, we hope to see you next year. Um, I think that there's a little bit of a, of a dogma in the area that businesses rise and fall, they come and they go, but there are reasons why you're still in business after all these years. Um, there are reasons why, you know, surroundings is still in business after all these years. There's reasons why the ideal kitchen is still open after all these years. I mean, these are cultivated, curated selections run by good people that really love what they do. Um, and I think that, that really translates into to growth in business here in Manistee. And I wanted to tell you that uh, your name came up always in conversations. Like, what is Dan doing that's so different than everybody else? Well, I walked into a conversation, uh, ranting a little bit, but I walked into a conversation uh, a few months back when I went in the store to get some new shoes and uh, a customer said, you know, to one of your teammates at the counter, I can't remember who it was, but the customer said, this is such a wonderful place to come into, everybody helps. Um, they didn't have, you didn't have the shoe that they wanted, but you ordered the shoe for them. And uh, the customer said, I, I can't believe how, how quick it was, how friendly you were, how accommodating you were. And the gentleman behind the counter, I just, I wish I had his name right now. Right. But probably right. He said, well, that's why we're still in business. And I think that's remarkable. And I think that comes from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've tried to cultivate that, obviously. Um, it gets a little different as you get bigger. You need to, truthfully, you need to trust and lean on others. And if you can give them the tools that they need to be successful, then that's what it's all about. Um, but I want to talk about business, too, a little bit, and your business, not so much Snyder's, because I know you want to talk about Snyder's, but I have always said this, I have said it from the day I moved here, I believe it in my heart, right to the core. Anybody can open a business. Only successful businesses can survive if they have a good business plan, they invest time, money, effort, energy, and passion. But if you if you bring those things to the table, then you can be successful as a business entrepreneur. I can never say that word, but you, you know where I'm going. It's, it's so, so, so critically important. And you can't just open a business without a good business plan, without a sound business plan that actually has a chance of making it, or you're not gonna make it to start with. And then you ha you can't just wait for it to come to you. You have to go get it. So you have to you have to have that drive. You have to have that energy. You have to have that passion. 
you have to have the investment to put into it too. You know, the, 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 the money's got to be behind it too. Because Jimmy Snyder's, one of Jimmy Snyder's favorite sayings was, how did it go? You can't eat like a bird and shit like an elephant. Right. And all he was saying was, hey, you got to have the inventory. If you don't have product to sell them, you're not going anywhere. But it takes all three of those things. It takes the inventory. It takes the passion. It takes the energy. And it takes a sound business plan. And if you come to the table with those three things, you got a shot at making it work. That's all we need in Manistee. We need people with high energy, good business plans, and, and enough financial backing to get the job done. And it, you can be very successful. And I, I watch you, I watch your evolution here, and you're in your infancy still, obviously, but you're, you're taking your assets and you're plowing it back into the business, and you're, you're obviously, your energy levels through the roof to the point where I worry about your health, you know, because <laughs> it can burn you out too. But that's what it takes if you really want to do it. Um, I'm just third generation owner. Some of that stuff was already established right. for me. Right. So I was kind of lucky in some regards. I mean, I worked my butt off with the second generation to get it there too. But um, people that uh, criticize sometimes, and I don't think they do it in intentionally, but sometimes people do criticize a little too easily and uh, those lots of times are the people that I, I wish would kind of maybe sometimes put their money where the mouth is right and, and I'm not saying that in a nasty way at oh, all, I understand that is so not me but um, that's what it takes and you've done it you've stepped up to the plate you've uh, taken the chance you put your you put your ass on the line excuse the French, but you put your butt on the line. And I'm, I'm really proud of you for that. Appreciate I really it. am. So it's cool. It's cool. Thank you. Yep. Yep. So. Well, there's a couple other things I want to touch on real quick. Just two more things before we wrap this up. By the way, it's amazing either one of us getting a word edgewise. You realize that. Yeah, we both you? like to talk. That's absolutely <laughs> true. That is absolutely true. Cheers to yeah. that. Bourbon barrel aged Huma, by the way. Delicious. It's good stuff. Thank God it's after 5 p.m. Oh, yep. In the basement at my house. <laughs> um, one thing real quick. Amazon, Google, all these places that you can find shoes at. Um, full disclosure, you know, I've been, I've been, um, you know, guilty of it myself. I can quickly order something online. Um, I can, can get it within a day or two. But there are some things that, you know, I can't get with that. You know, I buy my shoes. This is the... I don't know, 100th pair of shoes I've got at Snyder's in my life, but, you know, I think we've already touched on it, we've already kind of answered the question, but for those out there that are now just the 1% of all of Manistee that doesn't know Dan and has never been to Snyder's shoes, uh, Hello. <laughs> you know, that experience that you provide at your store versus the online shopper, um, you know, the, the gap there. I, I ordered a pair of shoes online. I don't like the way they fit. Now I got to send them back and try this thing over again. Um, obviously, it's it's almost a, like when I look at my kids. You know, my 15-year-old son, my 13-year-old daughter, and soon my little two and a half-year-old is going to be a consumer. Um, but my older two, 
are really into the push and go. Yep. You know, I'm online, this is yep. what it, this is what I want, this is what I need, what do you want for your birthday? They show me something online and say you can get it in a day, Dad. Yep. Um, you know, what are you doing uh, to keep the consumer coming in your door for something that is you know, readily available within a day or so online? Um, the most important thing is to always, always, always exceed the expectation of the customer when they walk through the door. And so that means if they've walked through the door 40 times, on that 41st visit, it's got to be better than the 40 previous visits. You always need to exceed their expectations. And it is a push button. I can get it quick. I don't even have to get off my couch life that we're living now so people can buy a pair of shoes that way and they are that's competition um, if we don't do our due diligence to do the things correctly and by that proper customer service making sure they had an enjoyable experience have an inventory to sell them and when they walk out the, the door, they are they feel grateful that they spent that 25 minutes with me or my staff. They really genuinely go, that was, that was great. I really had fun. Not just I got a pair of shoes. I really had a good time. Yeah. Then even the, even the millennials, if you will, that generation that tends to be a little more... Um, of a consumer via the via the electronics, the internet, Amazon, whatever. Um, the studies are indicating that they really appreciate a great experience as well. Even even the poor millennials who are getting a bad rap, and I think they are lots of times getting a bad rap, but they want that experience, right. and they'll look for it. They'll shop for it. So they don't always want to sit on the couch at home and buy something. Either they want that that neat, unique experience, and so if we don't do that, we won't make it. Because why would somebody get off the couch when you know they don't have to deal with anybody? They don't have to deal with somebody that doesn't want to be waiting on them. For God's sakes, why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you put yourself through that when you can can sit at home and just buy your goods? So that's how we have got to compete. And I think we can effectively compete by really making sure that we exceed their expectations, that they have a great time, right. enjoy. Enjoy, the, enjoy that banter back and forth, if you will, the time. Yeah. So That's the way to do it. It's how you gotta do it. It's the same way in my business. You have I mean, to. We, I've been in this business for 20 years, in and out of sales, and, and there's never really an experience in a liquor store. Although that's what we try to do here. We try to help the customer, engage the customers, um, you know, educate them on the, on the offerings that we have here so that you know, they feel comfortable buying. A lot of times you go into a place like ours or even a Meyer or a Walmart and look at all of this wine and you're confused as to what you should get. So you say to yourself, well, I really like Pinot Noir. So you go find the Pinot Noir. And then you say, well, I got a $20 budget. So we start looking at the $20 below bottles. And then we say to ourselves, that label looks really cool and interesting. And you purchase it. And you go home and hopefully it's a good experience. But what if it's not? You know, so that's what we try to do here is I've cultivated, my wife and I have cultivated the selection here, everything in here. 
not that we're alcoholics, um, we've tried so we understand, we're fluent in, know how to explain that to the customer so that when the customer comes in and says I'm looking for X, we can direct them to the right bottle. It's important here. and have fun if you can. It's hard sometimes. And I think it might be a little harder in your business too than mine because lots of times I get to sit with them and I, I get to spend a little more time with them too. But every chance you can, you need to try to make sure that when they walk out the door they say, that's a, that's a, that's a neat little party store and I want to go back there. And, and develop that's the relationship. Hard to develop the relationships. Right. Yep. yep. Might be a little harder to do in this setting and I, I might be a little blessed in my setting to have that, a, right. little, a little easier opportunity to, to get there. But that's the key, it really is. So, and you being knowledgeable, product knowledge is a big part of that too. You can't, uh, you can't sell them a bottle of Pinot Grigio when they're looking for a bottle of Red Blend, right? I mean, I'm exaggerating right now, obviously, but the point is you need to get, you, you, you need to get that product knowledge. That's part of it too. So, yeah, yeah. Have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. That's the key. If I give you no other advice today, it's have some fun. Make, make sure you're you're uh, enjoying the people that come through the door. And do it for selfish reasons if you need to. <laughs> that's okay too. Yeah. Uh, unabashedly and unashamedly say I have had a good time and really enjoyed being with my customers. And I can see that, because so. that's important to me and Betsy as business owners that, like I say it and I pound it, and I, and I say it over and over again, and we say it to each other, that doing what you love and you loving what you do. Yep. Like, I have I've had great jobs and ran businesses that are in the tens of millions of dollars of gross annually, but like I said, I didn't get into this to get rich, right. but I'm genuinely doing what I love. Um, and I hope that everybody can see that because I see that in you um, and I, I think the consumer, the customer, the person that walks in the door feeds off of that energy. Oh, they do. And I, and I think it's really big important way. to keep going. Yep. Yep. You had, and I don't want to take a downward turn because I think it'll finish on a positive note, but some years ago you had a little bit of an accident. You fell off your bike. Uh, broke your neck? Correct. Um, and that was a long rehabilitation, and in some aspects of that, you're still rehabilitating yourself. Yep. Um, when that happened, can you take us through kind of where your mind was, where you felt that you, as a human, were going, um, how scary that was, how you brought yourself back, and then what what gave you the the internal, you know, I still have a business to run, I still have people that depend on me get you back to work and get you back to where you are today. I feel like we need to talk about it because I, would, okay. I, I feel like that this this discussion, although it's great to get to know you as a person, we've all had setbacks and we've all had things, tragedies happen in our lives and things that have really put life in perspective. Sure. Um, I think this is important to let people know this sure. part of you. Sure. Well, um, almost died to start with and I'm here talking to you today so for me every day for the last 11 plus years has been an incre incredible 
blessing for me. And I think um, the drive um, was always there for me. I always had that drive. I was never, I don't know where the work ethic came from, maybe genetically from my dad. I don't know, but I always had that. So when I crashed and burned and I was very seriously injured, I just, in the early stages, focused on how I could get as get healthy or get as much back as I could. Incredible drive. In three years of rehab, I skipped one one-hour rehab session, and I was mad at myself for missing one in three years. But that was the drive I had. And then I didn't want to be a burden to my wife, to my children, to my loved ones. I had a tremendous amount of responsibility to them and to my extended family, which I count my employees, my extended family, and I count my community, my extended family. I really do. And you can call that cheesy sounding if you want, I don't care. But I had no idea. What a cool town. Sorry. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. What a cool town this is. And so when I was when I was injured, they stepped forward in ways that I never anticipated, never expected. Just unbelievable the support in this in this community. And so I think some of the drive came from that too. Um, I had every intention of getting back on that doggone fitting stool. <laughs> and I really did try to spend time on the fittings to a post-injury, but physically it was a little too taxing for me. So I really had to also learn how to still be a pro productive member in society in general, in my business in particular, and still provide for my family in new ways. And I was the kind of cocky bugger that could do it all, right? right. You know, we're all there, and all of a sudden, you have a tough time tying a pair of shoes. You better figure some things out pretty quick um, on how to how to still be productive with the limitations you have. Um, I, I truly believe both of my children are in therapy today because of my injury. So God works in mysterious ways. For some reason. He needed, he needed to slow me down a little bit. The good Lord said, hey, whoa, buddy, I'm gonna slow you down. And um, I don't ever look back and say, dang, I really don't. I'm living in the moment, I'm living in the now. I'm taking as, as much as my body will provide and trying to, and my brain, and trying to apply it positively to those who I touch every day. That's all there is to it. You can't so, say it better than that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's the yeah. way to live the life. Yep. Um, today being the gift. Yep. Right? Today is the gift. Yes, it is. Wow. So, so, that's awesome. I didn't choke up too bad. No, you did a great <laughs> job. Well, I thought that was fantastic. And this is the part, this is the part we'll end every show with like a random five questions. Uh, so, this will this will make it a little bit more fun. God, I'm going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of fun doing this. So we'll do five rapid fire questions, and uh, just say the first things that come to your mind. 
Betsy and I both made this, but this one's mine. Uh, if, Dan, if you're stranded on a desert island, you can have one historical person with you. Who would it be and why? Uh, historical person. Historical person. Can't be a hot uh, Can't be my, can't be my uh, lovely wife then. No? Sorry, Terrell. Oh my gosh, probably, I don't know, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, that was going to be mine if asked that question. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I love Bully. him. He was a good guy, though. He, 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 um, he believed in capitalism through and through, but he knew that monopolies were the scourge of capitalism. So he was a trust-busting bugger. He, he broke up monopolies like no other president ever has. And me being the economic guy I am, you got to love somebody who believes in capitalism competitive capitalism right and he did and he set away more national parks and more national lands than all the other presidents combined he's just a cool dude and he liked to hunt too he liked to hunt that's right welcome to sip and share this is where you get all your historical information teddy from. roosevelt yeah. cheers cheers all right question number two if you were a fruit what would you be <laughs> Oh my God, I don't know. I'd probably be a fruit fly. <laughs> fruit fly? No, I, I have no idea. That's, and why? That's the next question, Jesus. I don't know. I'd probably be a I think you'd like a strawberry. I'd, I'd be a, a rhubarb on the outside. It's yeah. nice and sweet on the inside, Dan. <laughs> A little, a little pucker power rhubarb. That's that's what I'd be. <laughs> this question here was under much debate in my household, so we'll see what you have to say. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Sure. A hot dog in a bun yeah. is a sandwich. Exactly. That's what I thought. Yes. Yes. Betsy refuses to believe that. Well, so. Betsy, you're wrong. You're wrong. It is a sandwich. The only thing better than a hot dog sandwich is two hot dog sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, or two hot dogs on one bun. And a little beer with it. Pumalupa. <laughs> Do you believe in aliens? No. There you go, he doesn't believe in aliens. And the last question, is cereal a soup? No. I had to think about that, yeah. though, didn't I? Well, thanks everybody for watching the very first episode of Sip and Share with Dan Bathrick from Snyder Shoes. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today, sir. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Been a joy visiting. Thanks. Cheers. 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 Cheers, cheers, cheers. I'm going to have to come in and shut her down.